Welcome to Alpha Coding Podcast, an all-access pass to medical coding and billing pro tips that help you start your week off smarter. And now, here is your host, Tony L. Holmes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alpha Coding Podcast series. I am your host, Tony L. Holmes. Welcome to episode 69 of the podcast. Today is April 26th, and I just want to say thank you to all of the new listeners. My international community is really growing. So thank you guys so much for showing up week after week on Alpha Monday. Your support truly means the world. So today I want to cover a topic that I think everybody struggles with, including myself, and that's improving your work-life balance. So before we dive into our topic, it's time for your Monday dose of positivity, the Mindset Monday tip. And it's brought to you by Contempo Coding, which is an on-demand educational resource provider created for coders by coders. They specialize in affordable coding certification prep courses to help you accelerate in your career. Right now, they're offering an exclusive special to Alpha Coding Podcast listeners, and that's $125 off the Certified Risk Adjustment Coding Prep course when you order through our affiliate website. This also includes some great bonus content, and this course has a 100 percent pass rate. Visit our website alphacodingexperts.com and head over to the deals and discounts tab for a link to take advantage of this absolute steal of a deal. So our Mindset Monday tip is all about the power of belief. The quote I want to share with you says, if you believe it will work out, you'll see opportunities. If you believe it won't, you will see obstacles. And I think this quote is such an important reminder because your belief system controls everything about your perspective everything about the way you interpret your reality. So if you have a positive mindset and you believe that you're going to achieve something, your mindset is going to play a big role in achieving that success. And conversely, if you have a negative outlook, you're going to see obstacles and excuses and all of the reasons why you can't do something. Your belief system is way more powerful than you think. And we've all heard the phrase, I'll see it when I believe it. And it's so true. You have to believe it before you can see it and then achieve it. So success doesn't just happen to you. You create it, you work hard for it, and you're intentional about it. So today we're going to cover my top 10 pro tips for improving your work-life balance. Balance is so important, and I have to admit, I am no expert at this topic. I know it sounds crazy that I'm doing a podcast episode on it, but I truly benefit from these reminders too. And so these techniques and strategies that I've acquired over the years in trying to refine my work-life balance is something that I'm sharing with you. And to be completely transparent, I am a recovering workaholic, so this is something that I have to keep a constant pulse on. There is so much value in achieving balance in your life. Burnout is a real thing and anybody can experience burnout. And the thing about burnout is that it can lead to very unhealthy coping mechanisms and that stuff is insidious and it just happens over time. And then next thing you know, you've become a person that you don't even recognize because you don't have that equilibrium. And this brings me to my pro tip number one, recognize the importance of balance. So there's incredible value in having a good balance in your life. With work and life, we have to keep those compartmentalized and separate. So managing professional and personal life in a sustainable way that keeps your energy flowing, your mind and body healthy, 
and gives you a feeling of purpose and happiness. And achieving balance is so much easier said than done, but recognizing the value of achieving that balance is really foundational. Pro tip number two, calendar block for both work and life. I think one of the most undervalued skills is time management. And I learned at a very young age that you have to be able to manage your time effectively. You're always going to find things to do to fill your time. But if you look back over time and see that those things are not really yielding productivity and results, you're going to start falling into that trap of being unproductive and really not having anything to show for all the time that you spend on menial tasks. So you have to get really intentional about blocking your time. So calendar blocking for work time, work activities, and then also calendar blocking for your life. So for me, I'm super old school. I have a desk calendar and every single hour of every single day is accounted for as far as what's work related and what's life related. And that way you have full control over how your time is allocated. And there are, of course, exceptions and days that things don't go according to plan or things have to be adjusted. But for the most part, I try to be fully present in whatever I do. So if I'm working, I try to be fully present in my work. If I'm doing family stuff, I try to be fully present with my family. I don't like to intermingle those worlds because that's where we see the boundaries start to collapse. And if you study successful people, you'll see that they plan their work and then work their plan. So it's all about designing a plan that works for you. Pro tip number three, establish boundaries. So as I mentioned in pro tip number two, when you start to intermingle work and life, that's when you start to see those boundaries dissipate. And in the digital age, and specifically with the COVID-19 pandemic, we've kind of seen the expectation of traditional office hours go out the door. So some people have this unrealistic expectation that you should be answering emails at all hours of the night. You should be answering phone calls, texts, and not really having respect for working hours and life hours. Hours. So not only do you need to set those boundaries for yourself, but you also may need to communicate your boundaries to other people. Sometimes I have to have these conversations with my team. Sometimes if I get a new client and they are pushing the boundaries as far as respecting my time outside of work, I have to clearly communicate what those boundaries are. So this is something you have to be firm and consistent with. Leave work at work. And part of establishing those boundaries is thinking about what's most important in your life. What are your top priorities? Not what somebody else's priorities are for you, but what is truly your top priorities? And then from that point, establish boundaries that allow you to have quality time in both work and life. Pro tip number four, the Pomodoro method works. So this is one of my favorite techniques. I get asked all the time, how do you manage so many different projects and keep up with your schedule and also have a family and run a business? And part of the secret is the Pomodoro method. So the Pomodoro method is all about leveraging your attention span, maximizing the amount of time that you can truly focus on a task, and then incorporating short breaks. So basically what I do is I take each task and I deconstruct it into any subtasks and then I work exclusively on that task for 20 to 25 minutes. So basically you set a timer and then you work on that task until the timer goes off and then you take a five minute break, repeat that cycle four times and then take a 15 minute break. So what this method does is it trains your brain to get hyper-focused on a task and then you look forward to those short breaks and that kind of pushes you through your list. This method absolutely works, so definitely give it a try. 
Pro tip number five, work smarter, not harder. So very early on in my career, I had a boss that would always say this, and I didn't really understand what it meant. This boss would constantly say, why are you working so much? You should be working smarter, not harder. And it's so true. You need to be using your time as efficiently as possible. So if you do things like calendar block, know when you're at your peak as far as performance. So just because you're spending a lot of time on a task doesn't mean that you're being productive and yielding results. I always try to approach a situation with how can I work smartest and most efficient instead of working harder. And there's nothing wrong with hard work, but if there's a better or faster or more efficient way of doing it, or it's something that's already been done and you don't need to reinvent the wheel, then work smarter. Pro tip number six, unplug from the world. There is something incredibly cathartic about completely unplugging from the world. I'm talking social media, email, everything, and just unplugging and decompressing. So before we had smartphones and all of this technology that we could just literally log into anything or talk to anybody at any time, I think everybody had a lot more downtime and time to decompress and process Being able to unplug from the outside world gives you time to recover from stress. It gives you more time to create thoughts and energy, and it gives you more space to process your thoughts and ideas instead of constantly being overstimulated by notifications and emails and all of these tasks that you need to get through. You need time to unplug from all of that. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me recently and say, hey, is everything okay? I see you're not posting on social media as much. And part of that has to do with me working on improving my work-life balance. Social media can be very consuming. The process of creating content can be very exhausting. And sometimes we all need a break. So unplugging from social media and the outside world can be very, very good for your mental health. Pro tip number seven, prioritize your health. Again, this is much easier said than done, but you need to prioritize not only your physical health, but your mental health. There is such a stigma about mental health, unfortunately, in the workplace, and sometimes people need mental health days. I think this is something that more people need to be talking about because mental health is just as important as your physical health. And our society tends to glamorize people that sacrifice their health for their career, for their job, for that promotion. And that's not ever going to serve you well. So nobody is going to do this for you. You have to be intentional about prioritizing your health, both your physical health and your mental health. So for me, every single day, my family and I take a nice long walk. And this is really important, not only for our physical health, but our mental health. You have to make a conscious decision and conscious effort to prioritize your health. Pro tip number eight, learn to say no and be guilt free about it. This one definitely takes time. I get approached all the time. Can you volunteer for this? Can you mentor me? Can you review my resume and give me feedback? You have to learn to be comfortable with saying no and setting those boundaries. In the past, I've struggled with this and I would say yes to every single thing. But when those requests start to become hundreds and hundreds of people every single week, you have to know your limits and set those boundaries. So being able to say no and not feeling guilty about it is something that you have to be comfortable doing if you're going to improve your work-life balance. And part of doing this is evaluating what your priorities are in your work and what your priorities are in your life and how you can be most efficient and productive with your time. So any areas where you can cut out activities or delegate things are going to help you achieve that balance. And once you become comfortable saying no and not having that sense of obligation, you're going to have time for the things that mean the most to you. Pro tip number nine, 
everybody needs a break from the status quo. So I was guilty of this when I worked in corporate and I know somebody else needs to hear it. Take your vacation time. Take your PTO. You need it. Everybody needs it. We all need a break. You're not going to get some special reward or some special promotion because you didn't take your vacation time. It's there for a reason. Everybody needs a break from the day to day. And this also touches on pro tip number eight. You can't feel guilty about it. I know some of us have a tremendous amount of responsibility, but everybody needs a break. And you'll find that when you come back from that break, you're going to feel more re-energized in your day-to-day life. Pro tip number 10, no one has a perfect work-life balance. So try to avoid comparing yourself to other people. We all have different struggles. We all have different demands and responsibilities and nobody's life is the same. And despite what it may look like on the outside, nobody has a perfect work-life balance. Perfection is unattainable. So in order to improve your work-life balance, you really have to be realistic about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And as I mentioned earlier, I struggle with this on an ongoing basis. So it's something that I have to keep a constant check on. Balance is achieved over time. It's not achieved in one day. So just keep in mind, nobody has that perfect work-life balance. And this is something you want to constantly monitor, evaluate, and make adjustments as necessary. So grab a pen and paper to summarize my top 10 pro tips for improving your work-life balance. Number one, recognize the importance of balance. Number two, calendar block for both work and life. Number three, establish boundaries. Number four, the Pomodoro method works. Number five, work smarter, not harder. Number six, unplug from the world. Number seven, prioritize your health. Number eight, Learn to say no and be guilt-free about it. Number nine, everyone needs a break from the status quo. Number 10, no one has a perfect work-life balance. So it's time for this week's coding pro tip, and it's brought to you by Project Resume. When is the last time you had your resume updated? Your resume is literally your entry ticket to that next great opportunity. Project Resume will design a customized ATS-friendly resume to demonstrate your unique skills and experience. And even better, it's written by coders for coders. Make that investment in yourself today and visit projectresume.net and mention my code alphacoding for exclusive pricing. If you have a coding-related question and would like it to be featured in one of our coding pro tips, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. So this week's coding pro tip comes to us from Louisiana. Hi, Tony. My chapter talks about your podcasts at our monthly meetings. We love your show. A question came up recently about dealing with a difficult physician and their coding practices. How do you approach an already inflamed situation with a disgruntled provider? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to you and your chapter for all of the support. So very often, some of the communication that we have with providers can get heated and escalated very quickly. And I've definitely touched on this in several episodes. I have an episode about mastering communication with physicians. I've also had some previous guests that included physicians that shared their best pro tips about handling this type of communication. But just know that it's not easy and it's also not personal. So sometimes it doesn't matter what your approach is, what you're saying. The person that's hearing this information is not going to receive it. So one of the techniques that I like to use if I know that I'm walking into a heated situation with a provider is to find out if there is a provider champion or a provider that's respected within the group that can accompany me to a meeting with this provider to sit down with them 
and help facilitate that communication. Typically, physicians specifically take information better from other physicians. And so sometimes we have to step aside and say, okay, maybe I'm not the best person to relay this information. I can be there to kind of answer questions and fill in the blanks, but having the ability to leverage the other provider's relationship with that provider and their clinical expertise can often help diffuse the situation. So I hope that points you in the right direction. Please remember to hit that subscribe button now so you never miss another episode. Also, be sure to drop us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate your support. So this concludes today's episode. Until next week, thank you for listening to the Alpha Coding Podcast. We'll see you next Monday. For more information about medical coding and billing pro tips, including how to hire alpha coding experts, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or visit our website at www.alphacodingexperts.com.